Good afternoon. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan, your host. It's time now for our Moment in Creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. Hi, Pastor Worth. Hi, Gary. Now, the discussion for today is how the LGBT movement is affecting uh, science, correct? Scientific research, indeed. So let me kind of begin at the beginning. Uh, You and I, as Bible-believing Christians, would turn to Genesis chapter 1 to hear about how we came into being, right? God created the universe, and in Genesis chapter 1, he tells us how human beings were created. Uh, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Uh, And so that's what God says, how he created human beings in the beginning, and he made them male and female. Unless there be any question about it, the New Testament says the same thing. Our Lord Jesus, when talking about marriage and divorce in Mark chapter 10, uh, says, from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. So it's pretty clear, Old and New Testament agree, that God made them male and female. So that's pretty much the way it is, right? And up until the day before yesterday, um, everybody would say science agrees with that. There are males, there are females. That's how God created us to be. And the, God's design is that male and female shall be one in holy matrimony, and that's how the human race is to uh, reproduce. But today, people think they have a better idea than God, that there are more genders than uh, the two sexes, and that uh, we don't need uh, God's old-fashioned ideas about marriage and uh, the family and all this kind of stuff. And it affects every compartment of life today in uh, the United States and Western Europe and Canada. Um, And the LGBTQ police uh, want to be in charge and tell everybody else what they can or cannot say, even when it comes to so-called scientific research. So an article... Uh, back at the, let's see, this is the Christian Post uh, back in July. The headline is, Archaeology Professor Resists Push to Omit Gender When Identifying Human Remains. And what that article is all about is, you know, archaeologists have for a long time as they examine human remains, whether recently in forensic science when somebody is murdered or killed and they're looking at a body that they're trying to identify, or older remains that archaeologists may come across. They have for a long time worked on identifying the remains as male or female. Now, of course, if you're dealing with a skeleton, that can be harder, but there are ways to distinguish between males and females. And certainly now with DNA and so forth, there's additional tools to make that more certain where there might have been some uncertainty in the past. But the push is to say, no, 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 you can't do that because you don't know how that human being identified. So you can't say the skeleton is a male skeleton. 
I, I, I had to chuckle there. Take our society today and go back and say maybe they identified as different. It's yeah. so hard to believe. You know what? If I go to a medical doctor, I want that medical doctor to see me as male, uh, especially if he's doing surgery on me. So w- what about the medical doctors? How do they? Unfortunately, it's infecting them, too. Oh, yes, even in, in, in medical schools and, and stuff, their pressure is on to act as though people are not just male or female and to act as though the so-called sex assigned at birth uh, doesn't really count because it's it's really more complicated than that. And back to the archaeology matter, archaeology professor Elizabeth Weiss, who is at San Jose State University, uh, she's been locked out of the human remains archives there, even though she had previously been the one who was a curator of that, because she doesn't go along with this trans stuff. She also was against repatriating remains to indigenous peoples, so that's another issue, but, but she disagreed with this idea that we can't classify them as male or female, and so she's on the outs there. And now there's another thing that's come out. Um, the scientific journal Nature Human Behavior, uh, I think it was in July, they had a, an editorial that basically says that any research papers that don't go along with the new orthodoxy regarding LGBT should not be allowed to be published. And it's gotten a lot of pushback. I mean, there's an article at um, Answers in Genesis about it. There's one at LifeSite News about it. And surprisingly enough, even, let me see if I can find this article there's a, an article by somebody that we would not agree with most things. His name is Jerry Coyne, and his um, website is Why Evolution is True. So he's going to disagree with us with a lot of things here. But he also and so his colleagues are shocked that uh, this editorial basically says academic freedom has its limits, and if it goes against the LGBT stuff so that it would quote-unquote, harm uh, marginalized groups, then it should not be allowed to be published. And uh, that would definitely have a chilling effect on all kinds of scientific research, uh, even whether you're talking about Bible-believing Christians or atheists, uh, if somebody's doing legitimate research, but it cannot be allowed because the thought police will say this cannot be because it disagrees with our opinions, uh, that's not a good thing. So where does that leave us? Well, as Bible-believing Christians, of course, our answers are going to be in the Bible. We believe that God who created us is the one who tells us what's right and wrong, what's true and what's not true. And, of course, uh, we realize that Jesus Christ came into the world to save all sinful people. So it's not only people of the LGBT variety that are sinners. I'm a sinner, too. I need to confess my sins to God and receive the forgiveness that only Jesus uh, can give us. Uh, But at the same time as we love other people, we need to tell them the truth. We tell them the truth that God made us male and female, and somebody who's not comfortable in his or her own body is not that God made a mistake. God did not put them in the wrong body. You know, we should have compassion for those who are troubled and disturbed and not comfortable in their own body. But at the same time, we can't go along with the lie that there's more than the two sexes, male and female, or the lie that somehow they can become the opposite sex. That's, that's not true. It's not helpful. And so we need to speak the truth in love, and we need to push back against this totalitarian uh, groupthink and uh, the uh, big brother trying to enforce 
uh, one orthodox idea that is not really the truth, either scientifically or biblically. Uh, I was thinking as you were talking that how, how can you look back and uh, describe a culture if you don't know the remains that you're finding are male or female. I mean, who are the hunters? Who are the gatherers? <laughs> you can't really figure out how that culture acted at those times. Exactly. And, and, and at the same time, we can acknowledge that um, women can hunt and men can gather. So right. it's not that that could not happen. But at the same time, if you're going to impose something that's really a matter of this new ideology, rather than trying to be objective to the extent that we can be objective at looking for clues, whether it's uh, bones or DNA or artifacts, uh, to try to piece things together. Uh, But it becomes all about trying to give the narrative that is now preferred by the thought police. And I think we need to push back against that uh, and, and say both as Christians and as just as people who want to be uh, intellectually honest, that we should not allow this to become the new, a new false religion of its own that enforces its own dogma on everybody else. Mm-hmm. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment? I would be happy to do that. I'm using the hymnal, Lutheran Service Book, hymn number 659. Lord of our life and God of our salvation, star of our night and hope of every nation, hear and receive your church's supplication, Lord God Almighty. See round your ark the hungry billows curling, see how your foes their banners are unfurling, and with great spite their fiery darts are hurling, O Lord, preserve us. Lord, be our light when worldly darkness veils us, Lord, be our shield when earthly armor fails us, and in the day when hell itself assails us, grant us your peace, Lord. Peace in our hearts where sinful thoughts are raging. Peace in your church, our troubled souls assuaging. Peace when the world its endless war is waging. Peace in your heaven. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being on the program today, Pastor Worth. My pleasure. We are listener-supported KFUO. We are the messenger of good news, proclaiming Christ for you in word and song.